Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. It's Monday again. Can you believe it? And we are heading right through March. Wow, time flies. Anyway, I'm happy to be back. I had a new book come out, so I wasn't here last week. So uh, welcome back. And uh, Sedona's Seduction is out in the world. It's very exciting. And I hope you'll grab a copy. And today I have a fantasy author on that I'm really excited for you to meet. Her name is Stacy L. Tucker. And if you haven't read her books yet, she has a trilogy that she's been working on. And if you haven't met yet, I'll read her bio, and then you'll get to meet her. Stacey Tucker used her 15 years of field research in women's history, spirituality, and energy work to create her three-book series, The Equal Night Trilogy. The romantic fantasy story combines science and spirituality in a relatable way for the modern reader. Tucker's first book in the series, Ocean's Fire, took gold at the Living Now Book Awards, and she's making magic again with book two, Alchemy's Air. She has written for Women's World, Working Mother, and Pop Sugar, and speaks to teen groups about self-empowerment and awareness in today's saturated climate of social media. You can learn more at her website, and I did put a link there, stacyltucker.com. So if you're listening live on Blog Talk, you can click that link anytime and check out all the information about her and her books there. And without any further ado, Stacy, are you there? I am, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. And you're on the other side of the country from me. You're in Connecticut, right? Yes, that's right. Where it's a beautiful day And today. things are finally <laughs> warming up. <laughs> yeah, spring is actually here early, which is wonderful. And, um, you know, we can either be under mounds of snow in March or the crocuses are coming up. And so that's where, that's what's happening right now is we're starting to see the buds, the buds bloom. So it's really amazing. It's early for us. Oh, nice. Yeah, it is. It's lovely. And your book that's out is called Alchemy's Air. Can you tell our readers, um, well, our listeners, but they also read, um, <laughs> can you tell them about the book and why they should run out and grab a copy? Sure. Um, Alchemy's is actually the second book in the series. Ocean's Fire was the first. And um, it was funny because I started this trilogy about gosh, seven years ago, I want to say, and it was really a labor of love. I was not a fiction writer before that, but I had done a lot of research on ancient cultures, goddess culture, um, and came a lot of uh, mystical texts, Christian mysticism, the Jewish Kabbalah, and I came across a um, information in the Jewish Kabbalah, which was the three great mothers that created the world, which were fire, air, and water. And I thought, oh, how fun would that be to write a trilogy, three books, one fire, one air, one water, um, on an, on this, this idea of uh, strong women and the three great mothers who created the world. And that's how this came about. And so I wrote fire as an intro and then the second alchemies which um, has a lot to do with really exploring the shadow self and exploring uh you know our protagonist Skylar goes to the underworld um the 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 
the physical underworld, of course, in the fantasy world. Um, but it's also a metaphor for exploring the shadow in ourselves and the dark parts of ourselves and, and why they're lovable and why, why they are so important to our well-being and to our happiness and to our growth as humans. So um, Alchemies, I think, is really um, a super book. And then the third one is coming out in May, which is Water. And it is the final installment of the series. And it uh, you know, wraps everything up and focuses on the third great mother, the great mother of water. So um, I'm very proud of it, my series, which was definitely a labor of love for many, many years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... I'm very interested in all those things. I, I've been a tarot card reader forever. And I, so when I was reading up on your website about these, of course, I'm wondering because I have not studied uh, Kabbalah or anything like that. Um, do fire, air, and water, do those elements line up with like, you know, fire is action and air is thoughts and water is emotions? Is it the same exactly or different? Right. Yes. That's exactly right. Yes. So there's there's so much that overlap in the ancient mystical texts that carried through the thread to the you know the herbalists and the the Celtic um, way of life and how it kept going into the the idea of um, you know paganism and then. Um, even into modern day of, um, well, not that um, Ayurveda is modern. I mean, that is also thousands of years old. But the idea of um, elements being part of our own makeup as, you know, as as humans, as well as right. of the earth, of the earth. And so, absolutely, that it it does absolutely tie into things like the the tarot and um, um, and all things metaphysical, like like I was uh, reading on your website as well. Yeah, I I think that's so cool. I just love, um, you know, finding ties that so everything's connected. I think that that is, Absolutely. <laughs> that's a reassuring thing. When things start yeah. to look like chaos, you can go, well, everything's connected. It's going to be okay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then just coming and, and trying to come back to our center, right? I mean, just every day I look at the news and things are just, I'm like, okay, it's even crazier today than it was yesterday. Okay, that's great. Right. <laughs> and so what can right. I do to to step out of this fear that's going on right now, right? And so for me, it's it's all about coming back to my center. And, and, and I have, you know, my one place in my house where I, um, in my, in my bedroom, my, I call it my prayer chair, where it's like I do my meditation and I do my connecting to my internal voice, my internal compass. And it's like, I, I like, I gotta get into my chair because <laughs> the world is just nuts right now. And, uh, and it's really right. coming, coming back to your center, you know, coming back to that, mm-hmm. that grounding I guess is what they call it right and the grounding and mm-hmm. so right now, now that the um the weather's nice here and you you have weather which is lovely most of the year um you know getting outside <laughs> and connecting connecting with with the earth is so so important and just you know even just walking barefoot in the grass is like such a great way to center when things are so nutty in the news and in our world right. so it's mm-hmm. a great a great tool. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So what was your, I mean, when I read your bio, you've written for Women's World and, and these other, were you a freelance writer before you decided to write fiction? What was your writing journey like? My journey started um, really just as as a uh, process for me to, one, figure out myself, and two, figure out my life. I started writing when my mom got sick, and um, and she eventually passed. This was in 2004. And I I had gone to bereavement counseling and then I had started a writing workshop around the same time. And I had found that I was getting more out of my writing to heal myself um, than I was from the counseling. And I, I, I discovered writing as a tool just really for healing and to, to really figure out the core emotions that I couldn't express any other way. And so Mm -hmm. uh, shortly after that, I got married for the second time before 30, it was around 30 and uh, it was, everything was going wrong. It was just a mess. And so I did a a, a, um, nonfiction self-help, how to get married for the second time. It's much different than the first. And so that was my first foray into actually writing book. I hadn't, and so I hadn't really done story before. I was just a blog writer and, um, and so I started writing the articles for the different outlets really during my first, um, my first campaign for Ocean's Fire. I was working with a great uh, PR company, and I was able to get some wonderful placement of some pieces that were timely at the time. It was 2017. You know, Trump being elected was fresh, and uh, a lot, the Me Too was, had just happened, and so I was writing a lot of feminist articles and, um, and you know, women's empowerment and how to really connect to the strong voice within and have authority mm-hmm. within. That's really the thread of the three books is, you know, how a woman's journey from when they start in, you know, teens and early 20s and giving power away to men or authority figures or family members and and really the the journey that a woman takes over the course of time to really find that authority from within. Uh, and those were what the articles that I was I was writing about uh, really, you know, consisted of that and also um, the relationships with, with mothers, right? Cause I had, you know, my own relationship with my mom and then she passed. And so when that happens, it really, it, it you, you see your relationship with your mother or whoever that may be that, you know, someone who's passed, how it, you know, you look back and see it differently after the fact. And so then I had also wrote from that perspective as well. Okay. And when you decided, you know, I'm going to write these, these fiction books, I have this great idea. Did you um, join writers groups? Did you find a critique group or how did you, how did you journey through that adventure? Because I know from experience when you, when you start to write fiction, you know, it takes a lot of words of practice before, you know, because I, I was lucky and I got to meet Ray Bradbury a couple of times before he passed away. And he was so passionate about the written word and about storytelling. And he used to say that, you know, writing fiction is the hardest art because they teach you to write a complete sentence and you think you've written a book. And he said, but you don't know how to tell a story yet. 
and right. and that was so true. And so what did you, I mean, you said you worked on it for seven years. So obviously, you know, what, what were you doing to become a storyteller? A lot of trial and error. I did, uh, I did join uh, here locally uh, a writer's workshop, amazing, amazing place of really wonderful, supportive writers and, and teachers of craft, as well as just being cheerleaders for even trying, trying something new. Um, you know, so often we get all caught up in the, I'm not an expert what do I have to share? But it's really right. the story. It's the story of of just relating to to someone, and maybe some I can help someone with my you know with my story. And it wasn't until the second book that I realized I still hadn't processed all of the things with my own mom, you know, and, and our relationship and and her passing when I was you know, 30 and, and all that. And so with the second book, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is still coming out, <laughs> you know. And, and even, in fi- even in fiction, um, you know, it, it, it's, we're, we're still telling our own stories. And um, so, so many people tell their story in memoir, which is great and right. wonderful. And, but, but we're also telling our stories in fiction. And so I found that so fascinating yes. that I didn't even realize that that's what I was doing. <laughs> Until you know, like it was the second book. It was the second book in, um, but support is so huge because um, writing is such an isolating thing, and you are doing it alone. And um, so, yes, for sure, I did. I did have a great local group here that I had, um, you know, to to run pages through and and all of that. So that was um, that was great. Yeah, it it makes a huge difference because you know we we write in a cave, but having a support group that understands you know understands what you're doing is huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it also helps with being being um, objective with your work because you know this this is our creation and we just think it's the best thing ever uh, or the other right. and end of that is you might think it's the worst thing ever right and so you know it's somewhere in the middle but so it's so hard to be objective about your own your own material and um so that it, i think the group setting helps prepare you as much as you can really for you know your first bad review or the criticism right. that will will you know inevitably show up in a writer's journey, and it's developing that 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 tougher skin to be able to handle mm-hmm. it and just know that you've created for creation's sake, and not um, you, you know you have to take uh, the the opinions of others with just you know and and not let them rule your relationship with your work because you know at the end of the day you're just you're doing this for for like for me I did it for myself I had a goal but I also had this idea when I was doing the research in women's history and just you know we all know about recent history and and women getting the you know as far as the last like 150 years and women getting the the right to vote and all that and and then what we've seen but 
my question was, well, you know, why were women so, um, you know, second-class citizens before that? And what, you know, what was it that caused women to lose this, just their, their, their um, authority in, in the world? Right. And so when I was researching the goddess culture, and we're talking three, five, six thousand years ago, and... I just wanted these stories to be a dedication to women for them to know how extraordinary, you know, what extraordinary, extraordinary beings we are and how we do deserve all of the, our dreams to come true. And so that was really the vision and the reason that kept me going when, when things weren't going so well. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Did you have um, any writer inspirations as you were going? Like, I I was a voracious reader. I assume you were, too, doing all that research. But are there fiction writers that, you know, fire you up and make you make you want to write? Who do you like to read? You know, what's funny is um, before I started the, uh, the series at all, um, well, I probably, I mean, I probably – dabbled in the first book and when you're when you're just starting you don't have a deadline there's no there's nobody lighting a fire under you and so you can take 10 years to do it and no one's going to care because you're no one's waiting for your book and so the first one you know it's kind of on the fence about it and um you know of course everybody you know the the cream of the crop you know like to jk rowling and i thought oh you know i, I was reading her, her books with my son at the time and thought, oh gosh, I'm not like this. This is so, such, you know, perfect writing and just the imagery and all of that. And, and so it's very intimidating when you haven't even started. You think, well, why bother? And then it's funny because I read and I should dig out, I don't even know her name, but it was like, it was an ebook from a mediocre, but I'm, she's amazing, per, writer. <laughs> and and I thought, with a very predictable ending, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I can, I can do better than this. <laughs> but it was almost <laughs> like it was so freeing for me to read and know that someone put their work out there, and no matter what, it didn't matter if it wasn't the best in the world, you know, she took the risk and put it out there, and I'm sure, you know, she's doing wonderful things now. Great. And so reading this book that was so, and I say it in the nicest way, like it was just, I thought, oh, I can do, I can do this. <laughs> and, and it just gave me the right. confidence to, to do, to do, even if my books are bad, it gave me the confidence to go out and be bad because I, because, because someone else did. <laughs> Right. So I attribute right. My, I attribute, I attribute my, my, my original going for it to her. And I, I have to say, I don't even know her name, but so I know that's not really an answer to your question, but, <laughs> but that's what fired me up. That's what fired me up to, to go out and just try it for when I had no experience in fiction at all. So I, you know, I've, I've always been a fan of going out and trying something completely out of comfort zone and that's for sure what this was nice and what's next for you i mean later this year you have the third book are you going to write any more fiction do you feel like you said what you needed to say what what's next for you writing wise it is interesting that's a good way to put it i do feel like i have said what i needed to say that this chapter of my life is complete with these books 
and I don't feel the urge that I to to continue the way I did with these. But I also do see a hole um, for young people as far as books that have I don't want to say a spiritual spin, but that have a, a like and especially in the middle grade um, age group, which my son is in, and to, and to have books that do have an empowerment from within theme and helping them get out of comfort zones, helping them just embrace creativity. Um, so I have dabbled with that idea. Some middle grade books, starting with me, like goddess culture-y um, themes, for 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 first girls, of course. Younger but girls. Then, you know, yes, yes, for sure. Um, I just, there's so many. I know the young adult market is so rich with with heavy themes right now. I mean, it's really quite interesting. But they explore really the a lot of the the dark the darkness in life, and mm-hmm. and I get that. But I also feel like there's there's also room for overcoming that and 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 we usually see those in sports stories where you know someone's overcome incredible odds to to win um, right and yeah so but i'm also feeling like there's another there's another hole there that that might be able to to be filled with with my background of writing so i'm i'm thinking about that and i'm i'm kind of feeling that out a little bit Nice. And the, this trilogy, is this like, um, I'm trying to think of genre-wise, is this like just fantasy or would this be young adult? I, I was trying to figure out, you know, the heroine's age group. Are, are, do you see it as being, you know, college age? What what kind yeah, of age it group is definitely is col- it is definitely college age. I wanted it to be young adult, but I couldn't get the sex out. So it just like wanted to be in there, especially in the first book. So I was like, okay, that's fine. And 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 I've I've struggled with that go since, you know. And it's interesting, especially being a new fiction writer. Um, you know, as far as like making a commitment, right? You have to make a commitment to what <laughs> to what your genre is, right? And I don't like being labeled and it's so hard because that's all that the publishing world wants is to put you in the box. Okay. Where do you fit in? Where do I put you on the shelf? And so I struggled with that, but because I wasn't really making a huge commitment to one or the other, I feel like I did myself a disservice with the industry that it, that we're in. And and I learned a good, a good lesson from that. So, so no, this is not young adult. There's, there's definitely, um, you know, mature content in it that for college and up, I think is great. And so it was kind of a new adult label, which I don't know if that ever even stuck in that new adult label, but, um, um, so, so yeah, this, and I've geared it towards, you know, women's fiction. Um, there is, it's, there's definitely a romantic thread in it and, um, which appeals to, to women and, um, so, but it's also interesting too, with women and what they read as far as fantasy fiction versus versus not. And so, um, I know like your your books too are um, 
you know, the kind of that the romantic uh, paranormal mm-hmm. um, genre, and um, which is yeah. which is popular. So it's um, right. It's fun, and it's, and it's fun well, to write. It's just a fun genre to write. It is, and I actually got my start writing horror. I like I like monsters and that kind of stuff. And um, back in the day, when I wrote my first book. Um, horror had had the bottom had fallen out and paranormal romance was coming up and I was like well the good guys win and I have a romance thread so I rewrote the book and then I've been writing those ever since and so I can still have the monsters and the danger and the you know the world could end high stakes but they get a happy ever after so I'm cool with that (laughs) I love that. That's per. It's actually the best of both. <laughs> That's great. Right. Right. Yeah. I can have mm-hmm. a little of both. <laughs> yeah. So I always ask. I always ask people because I think it's fun for readers to know what writers, you know, writers that they are reading, what they like, what influences them. Are you when when you're not writing? Do you uh, stream TV? Are there shows that you don't miss? Are there what kind of movies do you like? All that kind of thing. What influences you? Right. It's for as far as the movies go. I mean, I love a feel-good romantic comedy, which I know there's in such um, there. It's like they're harder and harder to come by. <laughs> but that's it's what true. I, I love. Thank goodness for Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yes, my goodness. You know, I. Um, I discovered that Netflix turned uh, the Virgin River books into a series. And so I, yes. I just, I binged that, which was so fun because I had read Robin Carr years ago and, um, and that's just, uh, that's just fun and easy. And, and, you know, it's just candy. <laughs> basically. Right. Right. So that, that was fun to discover. And, 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 you know, I never read the Outlanders either. And so I am going to now pick them up because I just um, watched a few. I think I'm up to like the fifth one in the first season. So that's what I've been watching. And so I thought, oh, this, these books are definitely worth, worth reading. So that's next on my list. But um, I do oh, love nice. the historical. Yeah, the historical fiction. And, um, um yeah, I'm just trying to think what else because I was so into uh, a lot of nonfiction and I was just consuming all of this data for my books and now that's done and I feel like because it's complete, I can now read for pleasure and, right. and now it's just been the very, very light, very, um, you know, like you said, happy ending kind of kind of stuff and that's really what I want. <laughs> Right, right. Well, when the world gets, when the real world gets crazy, it's nice to read something where you know that you're not going to fall in love with this person at the end, they're going to kill them. I don't want to be ruined by a book. I want a happy escape right now. Exactly, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. there's definitely room for our, there's definitely room for for our writing out there, Lisa, (laughs) right now. Yes. Definitely, definitely right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> so if um, when you're not um, writing and and refilling that well with some some TV watching and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, what what do you? I mean, I'm asking because my metaphysical side of me, I I do a lot of readings and that kind of thing. What what led you down that path? What what do you do metaphysical wise? 
Gosh, I mean, I have a ton of oracle cards too. I use them. I use them more for self guidance. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I have a when I have a question about anything in my life, I'm usually pulling a card <laughs> to you know get an answer, um, which is which is so fun and just to really just having the awareness of all of the messages that the universe uh, sends us constantly. Um, so it, that's really a wonderful, easy way to to connect, which is which is what I do. And I'm trying to teach my son, who's 12, uh, the art of um, you know magnetizing and really focusing in on um, you know the things that you want to create in the world. What you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. so, but you know, it's hard because he's 12, and then when things don't work out the way that he would hope, he's like, oh, this doesn't work. <laughs> so that's yeah, what, you know, sadly we all go too. through that. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, it's challenging. Yeah. So just wasn't the right time. Just the right time. I don't want I don't want him to give up on the on the mystical side of life because I know how right. you know how important it is and a lot of the the themes in my books were about the divine feminine and and how that is really returning to earth now, the, the, the feminine side of life and the balance, you know, we're balancing the mass, the masculinity that we've had for thousands of years. So, um, so all of that is, is just really what, through my teachings, through things that I've learned, I just really have right. come to see so much of it come to fruition and be true. So that's really what I, what I cling to. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being here today. I can't believe we're out of time, but um, if people want to get your books, they should check out your website, right? You have links there. And are you on Facebook? I'm on Facebook at author Stacy L. Tucker and um, Instagram, Stacy L. Tucker. I had to get the L in there because there's a lot of Stacy Tuckers in the world. But um, <laughs> and, uh, and all my books are on Amazon as well. Okay, well, thanks so much for coming on. And everyone, go out and grab the newest book in the Equal Night Trilogy. Thanks for being here. Thanks Thanks for joining us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.